Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. I'm the host, Rick Fox. This is the VIP. And today, yes, we do have a VIP guest on board. I am extremely excited, not only because the topic we're going to discuss today is leadership, uh, which is one of my favorite things to not only work on for myself, but to try to help people become better leaders personally. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm an amateur. We're bringing in a pro. We're bringing in somebody who, this is what they do. They, uh, this is Nicole Smith. Nicole, I am so happy to have you on the program. Thank you so much for being on. Hi, Rick. Thank you for having me. And Nicole is the, um, she is the founder, the CEO of JMS Creative Leadership Solutions. She is a best-selling author. I am sitting here as we record holding in my hand a copy of 20 Golden Leadership Nuggets, Practical Leadership Lessons to Use Today, Right Now, written by Nicole Smith. And this is a bestseller. She has another book on pre-order. We'll get to that later in the episode. But I think this is one of those episodes where I, I'm going to try to jump in and say a few things, but I really just want to listen to you, Nicole. I just really want to hear you just give all of your wisdom to our listeners. Nicole is a, I think she is industry agnostic in her leadership. Uh, we're bringing her into our insurance industry here. And like I said, really excited about it. So Nicole, we tell everyone out there listening in just as sort of the, the tee up for this, kind of the journey and how you ended up where you are, what you're doing, you know, doing all this great stuff. Can you kind of tell me about that? Yes, Rick, I would love to. And hopefully I can drop some nuggets for our yes. learners, <laughs> for our listeners and learners today. But yes, so how did I get on this journey? And I'm glad that you said it is, it is a journey yes. um, because I've learned so much along the way. I've made mistakes, but I have learned from those mistakes as well. So isn't that what a, a journey is all about, right? Absolutely. So I have been in the corporate world, as I say, for 20 plus years. And interesting story, I, I kind of got thrown into human resources. And then I moved towards learning and development. And then it kind of morphed into talent management, which focuses on the employee life cycle, the entire employee life cycle and employee engagement, which then led me to leadership development. Um, and as I went through leadership development, there was a specific competency that um, really intrigued me, and that was emotional intelligence. So I dove into that a little bit more, mm -hmm. becoming a certified emotional intelligence practitioner and coach, as well as a professional life coach. But Rick, of course, I didn't stop there because that's no. just the type of person I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I can tell. I mean, we've had a few conversations, and every time I get off the phone, I feel like I should go do more. Like, you're so energetic. It's awesome. I love it. It's, 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 it's contagious. And, and it's a, that's a, that's a, maybe the biggest compliment I can give is that you, you give that, you give off that kind of uh, aura of let's go get it. And I love that. 
Absolutely. So I do, I do have that, that energy and I'm glad I'm able to influence people in that manner because it is about a growth mindset. So I continued in, and I became DISC certified, which focuses on mm -hmm. your behavior and how you communicate in the workplace based on your behavior. So you can see where I was always always on this journey of human and human behavior. I just took it into the workplace and I really focused on that in the past 20 years. I have a psychology undergrad. So that psychology, that humanism, that human behaviorism really intrigued me. So I stayed, stayed with it and I decided to jump out of the corporate world and really focus on my own practice where I focus on that leadership development and the coaching practice where basically I, I help you on that journey become the the best version of yourself, unlocking that potential for you, helping guide you in that and seeing where you can really create an impact. And, and what I think is, and we're going to get into a few of these topics that I, I want to just, but I, I think it's so great because some people are thrown into leadership. Like, like you get, you're a top salesperson, so they promote you to sales manager mm -hmm. or you come in as the, uh, you know, the, the, whatever and then that person above you leaves and you take on a new team or right. that could be I could go on and on you you're, right. you're a you're a you know in your 20s and you have a kid and all of a sudden now you're leading something else that you have no experience in like there's so many different angles to leadership so I think right. I, I, I want to say this is how do we understand leadership and how competency maybe is and has changed especially as it relates to you know the, the times we're in right now. So, I mean, I think just to boil it all the way down, when you say leadership mm -hmm. and competency of leadership, what does that mean to you? And, and Rick, going back to what you said, as in you were good at making the widgets. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to make you a leader of people. Yep. And that just blows people's mind. And we are not trained or we realize we don't have all the competencies or comp uh, be competent enough to be able to, to do that. So to your, to, to your question, in regards to leadership, I need the listeners to understand that being a leader or being uh, you know, in leadership doesn't necessarily mean you have to have the title you know, the, the VP, the senior VP, or in the C-suite, okay? Leadership or being a, a people leader, because you're leading people. You're leading people who are emotional creatures. So when you're a leader, you are influencing that team. What are you doing to help influence that team to help lead in meeting that mission, meeting the goal and objectives of the, the team, the department, or the organization that you are, are with? So you have to sit back and go, wow, am I influencing others to follow? Because if you're not influencing others to follow, you're just taking a walk. So we're on this journey. Do you have followers or are you just taking a stroll as they, as they say? So with that leadership is, have you gained the competencies to truly be an effective leader, to truly make people want to be their best selves and bring all that they they are to the table and be their best selves and do um, what's right in regards as I said state as I stated earlier the mission the goals and the objectives okay so you're not chasing that paycheck you are actually making a difference so do you have somebody that you're following are you that leader that people are following to make them do that to make them want to do that every day so those competencies are huge Rick, um, you know, especially in 2020, competencies yeah. change year over year. 
okay? But I have to say, I think we're all in agreement that leaders have been tested like no other in the year 2020. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even no myself. <laughs> yeah, even, even myself, we've all been tested. There are now these higher expectations of leaders because, you know, some of us are, are, are working from home, but we still want that engagement from our leadership as if we were face-to-face. -face. We, we still want to be motivated by our leadership but Rick, there are leaders out there that do not know how to do that unless they're sitting with you face to face. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to do that. So our competencies have shifted a little bit. You know, we're still looking for leaders to be authentic. We're still looking for leaders to be genuine. We're still looking for leaders to have that vision and be innovative, okay, and be motivating for their team. But we've moved now into 2020 and we're moving now into the next year where empathy is even mm -hmm. bigger. And a lot of leaders cannot sit here and say, yeah, I have been taught how to empathize with my team. They can't do that. So empathy is huge right now. And I'm seeing leaders, they're fumbling. They're having a hard time over this competency. And I, I, as you're talking, and I, I, again, I mentioned before, I, I am constantly, as, as someone, a leader of teams and have been for a long time now, I am constantly looking at myself, uh, it, it, you know, looking in the mirror, I guess is the best way to say it and say, am I doing the right things? And a lot of that came a few years back when I sat in on, well, I, I attended and was part of this group, uh, this advanced management program that mm -hmm. was a year long. And one of the core competencies of that entire, like, a, like more than a quarter of that year was spent on emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Um, and I think it, like, Let's like that to me, like I learned so much about myself, uh, what I was, what I th thought I was good at. Mm -hmm. Some of that was true, but there were things about what I thought that I was good at, which were working directly against me because I wasn't in this case using any sort of empathy or barometer mm -hmm. to what might be how other people might want that good of me to be presented to them. So yes. as, as this is what you do. I mean, mm -hmm. talk to me about emotional intelligence, maybe tie that into uh, empathy and, and how that all plays together for, for our listeners. Because I always say this, Nicole, when we get on these, these episodes, mm -hmm. I want people to go back to their day later today, if this is in the morning or tomorrow morning, if they're you know, driving home and listening to our, our conversation and have something to do, like have something they can work on uh, immediately. And that might be something simple as you need to get on my website, Nicole's website, <laughs> and find out things about what you can do. But talk to me about emotional intelligence, how important that is in today's, not only just in leadership, but in life. Like, yes. I mean, yeah. So talk to me about that. Absolutely. So when I decided to dive into emotional intelligence, and when I first saw it, it was in regards to uh, in the workplace and in regards also known as EQ. EQ, yes, EQ. That. You may also hear it as EI. Uh -huh. So when you have emotional intelligence, I was I was seeing it mainly just with leadership in in the workplace. But Rick, as you stated, oh my goodness, you can take all of what you uh, learn from emotional intelligence and apply it even to your personal life. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things I do when I, when I work with clients, I tell them I coach the whole person. So I'm going to help you professionally, but also to give you tactics to help you personally, especially with emotional intelligence. And one of the biggest components in emotional intelligence is empathy. So just to give a, a, a definition what emotional intelligence means, Rick, it's being able to cope with life's challenges 
understand yourself, that self-awareness, being able to sit back and go, what am I doing? Do I need to check my behavior? Do I need to check my biases? Do I need to check my attitude? So having that self-awareness about as you said, your strengths and where there's opportunities. And then also to understand the perceptions that others may have of you. But also how to take all this emotional information that's coming your way and how to use it to fuel yourself forward in a positive manner. Because emotions, you have positive and negative emotions. But how can I take any of that emotional information, whether it's positive or negative, and how to fuel myself forward, you know, in a positive direction to be productive, to still maintain those relationships, to let others know, you know, I am self-aware, but I'm also socially aware of what's going on around me, which includes giving off that empathy. Giving that that empathy. So, Rick, when you when you speak about empathy, it, it's that ability to see the world from another person's perspective. So let's just sit back for a second and think about 2020. We've had so. <laughs> Do I have to? Do I have ah, to think about 2020? Sometimes you know, Rick is about reflection. You got to be self aware. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, coach. <laughs> but, but sit back and go, you know, where were the opportunities in 2020 for us to have empathy? Where was that Everywhere. opportunity? Everywhere. Yeah. The pandemic, the racial unrest, the political climate. If we could just sit back for a second and think of the all wildfires, the wildfires, like wildfires, like the hurricanes. These, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all just hitting us. I mean, yeah. 2020 is one for the history books. Yeah. But this is where. I say, you know, where were those opportunities? Where were those points in time where we could have had a little bit of empathy? Okay, this is where I say, feel that pain in your heart. You know, it's, empathy is an extremely powerful, underutilized interpersonal tool. It helps you gain rapport. It helps with that trust. So now take that brick into the workplace. Right, right. We have all these things that are hitting us personally and do you think we check that at the door when we come into the workplace or when we turn on our computer and Zoom with our team members? No, no, we don't. So as leaders, what are you doing as a leader to show your team and your colleagues and your peers that you get it? You get that what is going on, all the emotional information that's being thrown at them and how it's being thrown at you is affecting how we are in the workplace, our productivity, our attitudes, our, our behaviors. So, you know, empathy, this is where I say empathy is huge. I'm hoping next year people are like clamoring, trying to learn more about emotional intelligence and focusing on self-awareness and empathy. And I think it's, it's a, to, so it's like to grade yourself on, because to me, it's, it's, like when I was going through this class, like I would read this book and I'm like, oh, I'm good at that. And then um, 25 minutes later, I'd be on a call with somebody and be like, no, I'm not actually good at that. Mm -hmm. I need to work on that. Right. And some tips and tip, tips and tricks. I, mean, I don't want to make it that way because this mm -hmm. is obviously you mentioned at the beginning and I, and I, it's the word I think of this entire episode and of, of life is this is a journey. It's not journey. like you, there's a, there's a magic pill you take that gives you empathy. Uh, it's a it's a daily it's a daily on you know take task that you have to continue to do to to be better 
every single day and know that you're never probably going to get to best, but you can get darn close. You can get um, darn close. Yep. Yeah. Yes, and, and so I, when I look at it in those terms, I think of it like from, from a, like you said, a leadership position, our industry has been right in, you know, in the foxhole as it, as it goes through this pandemic uh, because our customers are every consumer in the world. Mm -hmm. So we not only need that empathy for our teams that are normal people and have families and jobs and, and problems. Uh, and this is, that's just the pandemic, like nothing, but our customers yep, are going through so much. Absolutely. And so that, that empathy can be something you're literally like working on constantly and, and grading yourself. I don't know if grading is the right word, but but so that you said reflecting on it to see if I'm getting better. Am I, am I on the right path here? Yes. So you do, you do those, you do those checkpoints. Um, and it's just understanding too. There's a couple of things you have to think in your mind as well as just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it affects right. you. Right. Well, okay. But it's like you said, Rick, it's happening to your consumers. Mm -hmm. It's happening to your customers. It's happening to your team. So it is affecting you indirectly, but it is, a, it is affecting you um there you know you can take assessments for emotional intelligence and there's there's different ones that are that are out there that are good um and rate yourself and what it does it does score you against the sample pool that they have so you can be rated against other leaders within the united states other leaders you know within you know north america or even across the globe and you can see where your strengths are and you can see where there's opportunities but i do not want people to get hung up on the highs and the lows because just because you're high in a certain area it may be throwing something else off balance so true yeah so, true. so where you may be high in empathy you may be very high in empathy but sometimes you can be too high mm -hmm. because you are literally taking someone's um story or their pain and you're showing the emotion that you want them to show so now you're taking it to another wow. level but also too i need people to understand that empathy doesn't mean that you're just being nice or you're you're making small talk it is literally putting yourself aside for just a few minutes to understand someone else's perspective or their experience but you have to balance that you really have to balance your empathy because you don't want to take on someone else's pain to where it is affecting you so then you can't move forward so you have to balance it a little bit but just overall empathy is one of those skill sets um, specifically this year one of those competencies that i see that our leadership is low low in because also too rick they're battling things themselves yeah you know yeah, they're, they're dealing with are. things in their personal life imagine that imagine us giving grace and mercy all the way around but one of the big items I, I have to point out in regards to when we talk about emotional intelligence and self-awareness, it's like the first lesson in my book, know, know yourself warts and all. You have to get to know yourself. If you wanna be a good leader, know yourself. How can you lead others? And you don't even know yourself. You don't even know your style. You don't even know what you like and what you dislike, but you're now trying to lead other people. So, you know, when you're talking about emotion, when you say it like that, it sounds kind of like that's pretty dark. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big hole to climb out of. Right. I mean, but, but you're a hundred percent right. I, I mm -hmm. have this conversation with people who are it was even within our organization that are new to leadership and, and it's, it's finding your genuine rhythm 
Mm-hmm. Start like start there, right, and then build on that with things like empathy and, right. and emotional intelligence and all of these things. I kind of want to I, I want to shift to. Mm-hmm. By the way, just as another plug for what has been a great read, like like your book. The, the thing I love about it is you have a lesson, you tell me about it, and we move on to the and next. And you lesson. move on. Yes, it's you move it's, on. It's great. I'll tell you my favorite lesson 10 fight the good fight. I yes. love that one. Um, yes. <laughs> one of my favorites, the power of the pause. I'm just yes. giving like, I'm, I'm, I am a big fan of Nicole. I am <laughs> much, I'm a much bigger fan now that we spoke in person, but having yes. read the book uh, was like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. She's got yes. this. Um, but, but so as I'm out there, I'm listening in and maybe, maybe I've been leading for a really long time. Maybe I feel like I got this. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say flat out, as, as I'll tell my listeners, all you don't, you can mm-hmm. always get better. Um, but self-awareness is to me where this whole kind, where you, where you kind of, where you plug in. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you start there and I think if you can talk to me about like, just go deeper into self-awareness, but tie it in with social awareness kind of with everything that's going on in the world uh, right now, I think, I think that's important that we have that, that this in the conversation. Absolutely. So in regards to self-awareness, so there are probably a few listeners that are familiar with emotional intelligence and you have, you know, four quadrants and one of the quadrants is self-awareness. And this is where you, you begin to understand yourself. Um, Rick, you said something earlier where, you know, knowing yourself and and your rhythm, it's like what I like to say, find your jam, find how you like to, to work in regards to, you know, leadership style, your rhythm. Um, What have you done throughout the day, you know, that, hey, this feels really good. I'm productive, good relationships going on and so forth that's what I mean in in self-awareness. So what about that day made it good? Okay. Self-aware. What do you like? What five, 10 minutes, uh, five, 10 minute situation really annoyed you? Okay. What's that about? What didn't you like about, about that? What are your triggers? What are your biases? What's your leadership style? Don't try to copy another leader. Find your own uniqueness yeah, so true okay find your own uniqueness i sit here and go yeah steve jobs he may have been a, a great leader hmm? some of the things i saw maybe not my style but i guess it was effective for him and his culture that he was working in but it doesn't now mean i'm all of a sudden now going to wear black pants black turtleneck and <laughs> and mimic steve jobs or you know mark zuckerberg or anything as 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 that right, right. i'm going to find my own jam Okay, but also too, this is where self-awareness, you're, you are going to have to be vulnerable. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to have to dig deep and you're going to have to, like I said, know thyself warts and all. What, how do you react, Rick, when you're stressful, when you're in a tense situation, when somebody just simply pisses you off? Mm-hmm. How do you react? Do you, do you yell? Do you scream? Do you say inappropriate things? Do you puff and puff, hold your breath for 10 seconds? What do you do? Okay, so what's that about? But understanding that, the good thing about that, Rick, is as you learn yourself, you'll be able to catch that trigger and hopefully ward off that moment next time because you know it's coming. You can feel it. So that self-awareness. So now here I know myself. I'm in tune to my emotions. 
I'm in tune to those biases and, and, and triggers and, and like I said, to those emotions. Now I'm a little more or I become a little more socially aware. I become in tune basically yeah. to mm -hmm. other people's emotions, their body language, how they react to stress, what triggers them. You become social aware of what's going on around you. It helps remove those blind spots, those blind spots that you may have that you just, you don't engage in because you think it's just not interesting. Well, no, now you're becoming social aware. You're becoming a little more in tune to the things that are going on around you. You sense other people's emotions and Rick, you start seeing the full picture. Versus well, Nicole, just seeing Nicole, the world it, through your lens. Is it is it fair? I mean, I, I, I think I'm hoping I know the answer to this question, but is it fair to say that that's the way we should live our lives regardless of our leadership position? I mean, that's this is a this is a life lesson right here. Absolutely. I mean, right. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I, was right. I was right. <laughs> you were right. So yes. like I said, emotional intelligence, you have, you know, I've gone through my studies, right? Emotional intelligence and leadership. But there's also just emotional intelligence. Yeah, exactly. for just the common average person you are you, you are correct yeah, so the you way don't you are in relationships the way you are is it like as a, exactly. i used to coach youth sports like i could name a million areas where emotional intelligence empathy self-awareness uh are just like like need to be in my pocket with me at all times you got it yeah. you got it and so right, listen so so, yeah, so rick real quick and listen so as you are increasing your emotional self and excuse me, your emotional intelligence and your self-awareness, as you level up in your career, think how much easier the mm -hmm. journey is because you've Boom. already started increasing the emotional intelligence. Love that. There you go. So, so I want to, I want to make a, so I want to tie that into social awareness and inclusive leadership. I want to mm -hmm. tell a quick story. I think if I haven't told it before, uh, we just recently did a live roundtable webinar. I host these things for our company where we get four or five people on. And we did one recently and I sort of went out and found the guests and it was a specific topic on data and analytics for data. And we got like three or four messages because you can put things in the Q&A from, from the people that were watching that said, why no women? Why no black? why all these middle-aged white dudes am I staring at? And, mm -hmm. and, and that's on me. And as I'm trying to be as self-aware and then secondarily as socially aware as I can, mm -hmm. I didn't do it on purpose. Like it wasn't, <laughs> there was nothing about it that was like, I need a bunch of salt and pepper white, white guys. That was mm -hmm. not the way I looked at it. But I have to own that as something where I need to be even more aware, keenly aware, Mm -hmm. of of what I am presenting that I just want to sort of make that analogy into how we do that as leaders, how we do that as, as human beings and get your perspective on, on that. Exactly. Well, what I'm hearing too, when we see just, when we look out into the audience or we look out into a meeting room and we see people that, that look just like us, mm -hmm. What have we done there? There's this thing called affinity bias that has crept in. We, we tend to lean towards people that look like us, think like us, or there's some type of characteristics that, characteristic that is just like us. And we've seen that over specific industries, mm -hmm. you know, the, the medical field, it was just male doctors. Mm -hmm. You know, the insurance industry, just 
white men, you know, um, when you look at certain industry, the architecture uh, industry as well, you see white men. So now the demographics is changing. Now we're becoming um, a global workforce and that dynamics is changing. So this is where being more socially aware, self-aware, Rick, knowing your bias, where did your bias set in there where did where did it come in sit down have a seat and get comfortable okay mm -hmm. yep. and now we got to look at the global workforce and how it's changing and now we have to make sure our workforce looks like the customers we serve mm -hmm. and that rolls into what we you know what i discussed just uh, i touched on a little bit earlier is that inclusiveness that bias you know removing that bias so you can now focus on having that inclusive leadership competency is there is there a way to like like i i i am now that was kind of my moment do, do you need to have the moment <laughs> like like or, or is is there a like how do i how do i how am i how do i become like self-awareness is something that i can if i work at it mm -hmm. it's social awareness because mm -hmm. like you said we've been we've been built into bias in mm -hmm. certain ways like you mentioned it the insurance industry has been predominantly male for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's changing and that's wonderful. The CEO of our organization, who's one of the smartest women I've ever met in my life, mm -hmm. is like, like, I already gave it away. She's female, like that's yes. awesome. Uh, things like that, but, but is there a, like mm -hmm. a, is it, is it just the self-awareness and being more um, tuned into it? Or how do, we, how do we get over that? Like, how do we break some of those, those, those barriers down for ourselves? Like, internally right good question listening to conversations as such mm -hmm. i know there's organizations that are diving into having let's say diversity diversity and inclusion initiatives now where We're they are that. they are now having those uncomfortable conversations yep. right it's time for us to sit down and have those uncomfortable conversations because without it nothing will change we have to recognize that for us to move forward we really have to look at where we came from and we all have to be in agreement with where we're where we're coming from and that we don't want that anymore so how are we now going to move forward and so as industries or organizations make a change you have to sit down have these uncomfortable conversations and say okay now what how do we move forward as an organization and let me tell you if you're in an organization that's doing that trust me you as an individual you are gonna have self-reflection. You are gonna sit back and go, well, what biases did I have and why did I have them? Because a lot of them are learned set rules that get strengthened over time. Mm -hmm. So having these uncomfortable conversations, educating yourself in regards to why is this? Why is it that we only have a certain group or certain class of people in C-suite here or in leadership here? So it's, it's, it's that self-reflection and organizations have to have that self-reflection as well as an organization and it's so amazing how so much of this parallels when you talk about uncomfortable conversations like i i like i meant i've mentioned many times on this show i used to coach youth basketball pretty high level youth basketball and loved taking young young players and mm -hmm. making them better and one of my key things it and it's so related in different ways but was get out of your comfort zone. Like it's, you've got to be able to fail. Like you mentioned when you started, I haven't always succeeded. I, right. I had to learn through failure. So it, it's okay if you're, you mentioned it, I think I said it, if you're genuine, 
sincere mm-hmm. and empathetic, right. even if you're wrong, it can be okay to learn through, through being wrong. Is, is, that, is that fair to say? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and to, to hit on a point you, you just said is, is having, um, get out of your comfort zone. This is where I tell my clients, you're going to have to choose courage over comfort. You, yeah. you can't have both. Yeah. Because the only way we are going to move forward okay, is to be courageous and have these conversations, okay? And also, too, you have to have the courage to have, as we spoke about earlier, having that self-awareness, having that reflection, that self-reflection. It's all about courage. And trust me, courage is contagious. So once somebody sees that, oh, Rick is doing this, look at him go, look at him succeed, it's, it's contagious. It will spread throughout your organization, throughout your office, throughout your home, that courage will spread. All right. I want this to go on for hours. In fact, I'm just going to drop 30 minutes a week on your calendar and we're just going to <laughs> so fire Absolutely. me up. Like you just get me excited. I'm here for you, Rick. I'm here for you and your listeners. I'm I here. Thank you. Um, I, I, I do want to wrap this up though. Mm-hmm. I would say I, I, if you want to continue this conversation or learn some of the, the lessons and the learning from Nicole. Nicole, I, I would highly recommend you go get Nicole's book. Amazon, the best place to get it or absolutely. Anywhere. Okay. It's absolutely. Golden leadership's nuggets. Yes. Leadership lessons to use today right now by Nicole Smith. Nicole, how else can people communicate, uh, be in touch, have conversations with you? Absolutely. And I love to talk. So please join me. So I am heavy on LinkedIn. So Nicole F as in Frank Smith on LinkedIn. So please connect with me on LinkedIn and my website www.jmscreatesleaders.com or email me at Nicole Smith at jmscreatesleaders.com and I'll be more than happy to speak with you. And she's and, and you can tell by by just the tone in her voice. This she's so passionate about this. She does really actually want to hear from you. <laughs> so absolutely, so take her Please. up on that. I think there's an opportunity there. Um, I do want to close the way we normally close this, and I want to ask you the question. I think it'll be great to get your answer, as you're not necessarily from our industry uh, sp- specifically, but the, the it's our it's our typical for those listeners they know it's our it's we call our uh, time capsule part so we're going to take this little next bit your your answer to this question and we're going to record it we're going to bury it and someone's going to dig it up in a year or okay. three years and the question is what is nicole smith's one big piece of advice for the insurance industry my one big piece of advice is if you do not recognize and embrace the fact that the global workforce is changing and that your industry must adapt leadership styles, increase emotional intelligence and foster diversity and inclusion. The insurance industry as we know it will no longer be relevant. Excellent, well well put, well said, well stated. Uh, thank you, Nicole, you are awesome. Uh, we will definitely have you back on the program if you'll have us back. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. So everybody, thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the time we had with Nicole. Uh, as I mentioned before, she is, this is her passion. She's very, you, I hope you sense that because I would definitely connect with her on LinkedIn. 
uh, similar to myself, she puts up a lot of great content, great ways to learn. Uh, she is someone you should be connected with. And all of you out there, make sure you're connected to me. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Go to our website, vertifor.com, under resources. Go to the podcast tab and subscribe there as well as that's where we send out uh, extra content and stuff. Uh, to anyone who subscribed on the website. But once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Nicole, our guest, Dylan, the producer, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.